listening to Cat and Panda on Fan Service Radio. Hey everybody! Welcome again to another episode of Fan Service with Cat and Panda. I am Cat, and I am Panda. And this is going to be another fun-filled episode where we discuss some of the things we like, like uh, movies, TV shows, podcasts, anime, and hopefully some of the stuff we like, you like too. So without further ado, let's get started. So, Pinda, I'm seeing some horns there. We're going to start it off with what are you wearing today? Because I'm seeing some horns, but I don't know what's going on. I am wearing my uh, my Hannibal t-shirt, and I don't recall if I got it out of a subscription box or if I ordered it through somebody's um, uh, fan service show, uh, but it's a Hannibal shirt. I'll stand up for the camera that people haven't seen yet, and nice. it says, it's got the, it's a picture of the, the human Wendigo, uh, or the human skinwalker, depending on, you know, your cultural leanings, and it says, this is my design, so it's my Hannibal shirt. Oh, yeah. nice. Is that like Hannibal uh, Lecter? Yeah, that's from the, the TV show. The oh, NBC cool. Show okay. Okay. I haven't yet to see that show. I'm going to have to check it out. I know I'm a little late in the game on that, but I definitely have to check that out. It is. I'll tell you, it's a brand. It's a Brian Fuller show. Um, Brian Fuller gave us Wonderfalls. Brian Fuller gave us Pushing Daisies. So that gives you an idea of how lush and beautiful it looks. It has, however, has a horror bent because we are dealing with a cannibal and you will be shocked to know or shocked to see all the stuff that NBC standards and practices let them get away with. Nice. Well, you are, you are, you had me at get away with, so (laughs) that's always going to be tasty. So So, Kat, what are you wearing? (laughs) Well, like many of you probably do not know. Unfortunately for my beautiful car and my beautiful body, I was in a car accident recently. No major injuries, thank goodness, but, you know, an old lady's going to old lady. But in lieu of that, it started making me think about representation, right? So just in case, I want to make sure that I am in touch with the only lawyers that I can trust to make sure that they cut the throats of the other guys. My t-shirt is Wolferman Hart, baby. So I am rocking a Wolferman (laughs) Hart t-shirt. And if you know what that means, then you are in on my team. Okay. (laughs) So I felt it was very appropriate considering, right? Quite appropriate. Quite appropriate for the situation. Exactly. And then on top of it, because I feel like I need a little look, I have the Even Star. I'm wearing the Even Star necklace from the Lord of the Rings. You know, I want the elven (laughs) strength and the magic and protection that the elves have. And I am rocking that around my neck just for a little extra insurance, all pun intended. (laughs) You know. So, so you're you're covered front to back. I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be covered by good and evil because I, I want the protection of all of the power, all of the power inside. You know. So yeah, that's that's why I am with it. Which leads me to why I'm drinking so much. So and what I'm. So drinking. what are you drinking? I am drinking something a little different today. I am drinking a fuzzy navel. 
And for those who do not know what a fuzzy navel is, a traditional fuzzy navel is is, uh, peach schnapps and orange juice. But um, for some reason, maybe it's because it's old, I don't know, or out of style. Can't find peach schnapps anywhere anymore. I probably have to go to a specialized liquor store or something. But to substitute, I just got some peach Ciroc and mixed it with the orange juice. So I got what, maybe it's not a fuzzy navel, maybe it's a buzzy navel. I don't know. But <laughs> you're not going anywhere for a while, regardless. Not, not going anywhere for a while. Mm-mm. And and put a couple of pieces of those fancy ice balls in there, the circular ice. Um, and oh, yeah. And then plan on at some point passing out. So but hopefully it's not during this podcast. That's right. We will we will keep things rolling then. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. And and uh honestly, that the things I'm not in the best of moods, so I kind of uh wanted to start off. We're gonna do like a potluck mini episode today. Um uh-huh. frankly potluck, yeah, just a little hodgepodge of things. We're gonna be throwing in stuff that we've seen and how we like it so far and um And then the little fatigue that I have, and it's a small gripe, but it's still something I feel like I don't understand why they are doing it right now. So I guess I'll start it off. And like I said, it's just a really quick rant. And one of the things that kind of irritated me is, first of all, I'm not referring to network TV. Network TV breaks for winter breaks and summer breaks and things of that nature. So I completely understand. But lately, it seems to be this disturbing trend regarding these TV shows that are on streaming networks where they're coming to their final seasons and they're breaking them up instead of dropping all the episodes at once, which they usually do. They break it up into part, uh, final season part A is dropping on this date. We'll let you know when part B is doing it. And, and who's notorious that I've noticed recently is Attack on Titan and Love Attack on Titan, one of my favorite animes of all time. Um, but they just breaking the whole season out. They just brought part B uh on, so and and then it airs weekly. So it's like, why did you even need to do that? You could kind of just stay consistent. I don't know if it's a COVID thing. I don't know. And and then uh the Ozarks. Ozarks just dropped their final season on Netflix. Um, but they just dropped part A. It's like, oh, part A's dropped today. I'm like, what what do, what do you mean? This is now Ozark is really different because they will they usually just drop the whole season in there at once, like you or some of the other play, uh, uh, stuff. And so I just don't understand why they are feeling the need to to do that. Uh it's it kinda is reminiscent of um that trend back in the early two thousands where they they the executives decided it was a good idea to break the movie parts up the last movie in an installment break it up into two movies um like the the last harry potter um what is it sleepy hollow not sleepy hollow deathly hollows one and two remember when they did that crap and and then um they did the same thing with twilight the last twilight breaking dawn one and breaking Dawn two you just screams money grab and the worst of the worst was the hobbit it was like the hobbit was one book dude lord of the rings was three books and lord of the rings was three movies the hobbit was one book the hobbit was three movies get out of here with that 
So if you're going to try start trying to do that trend with our favorite TV shows, that, I'm kind of irritated with that. So I don't know. Maybe I'm just in a not, naughty bad mood. Maybe you can maybe you can lift my spirits, Pinda. <laughs> <laughs> I can I can tell you that uh, the movies that you that you mentioned that were broken up, um, I I have not seen. I haven't <gasps> seen any of the Twilights. Um, I never saw a harry potter film after the first one um they did the, they did the, it to course, the hunger games too Ugh. and they did it to that wait, wait, and that which i never saw oh my um didn't read those books either how are we friends? and uh and of course i've never seen any of the any of tolkien's stuff so i don't know um, how we're friends how did we become friends i uh, somebody sat you in front of me and <laughs> <laughs> they really want to know <laughs> It was pure coincidence. <laughs> it's pure coincidence. Like, like, here, these two can get on each other's nerves. Right. I sat in front of you and you did not kill me. Next thing you know, we were friends. Nope. <laughs> right. And yeah, nor did you, nor did you request to be transferred to literally anywhere else in the building. So. <laughs> A match made in heaven. That's right. <laughs> oh, it's like, uh, they put up with each other. Good enough. Right. Good enough. They'll keep each other occupied. <laughs> Um, I don't I don't have any gripes about breaking up seasons. I have an idea of why some um, streaming services do it. And, and they it is, for for lack of a, a better t- term, it is more or less a money grab. By breaking up those final seasons, um, they can ensure a subscribership push mm. twice. Um, break it, you know, do the first one, let everyone rave about the first part of the season and hopefully um, push up subscribership for the second part of the season. Uh, I don't know of many people that sign on to a service specifically for one type of, for one show, but I'm sure there are people that do that. Lord knows I signed up for um, CBS All Access, which became Paramount Plus solely to watch Picard. Mm -hmm. Or was it Discovery? It was something. It was something that they were showing. Um, I signed up for the free trial and then promptly forgot about it which is really what they're hoping for. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They're hoping you'll Definitely. sign up and then forget, forget about your free trial, which is why I still have it, but there are really good shows on there. So I don't mind that I'm paying for it. Um, I don't, if, if I'm going to have a, if, if I'm going to pass the dish going, if I'm going to pass the dish of, of things, um, I, I don't have a rant. Um, I do have a, I do have a recommendation, hmm. uh, in 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 lieu of their January is usually a dead month as far as movies are concerned. It's the month where studios will dump movies that they don't think will perform well. Hmm. So they dump them in the dead of January and they hope that people will, you know, gravitate to them because they have nothing else to do. Right. It's a dead month. There are right. quite a few things coming out this month uh, that won't be blockbusters. But maybe, maybe, you know, they, people may go to love like Cyrano, like Parallel Mothers, which is a, um, a South American film with Penelope Cruz. Um, so in lieu of not having anything to review, I started going through the things on my streaming services that I wanted to catch up on. And in that vein, I was able to uh, catch up on Peacemaker, mm. which is currently on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Um Peacemaker was not my favorite character in the Suicide Squad. 
Um, and I think, I, and I enjoy John Cena. I think a lot of his own personality comes through in his characters, and it's and it's goofy and it's earnest, and it's inappropriate, but it's still very sincere. He's he's a jerk, and he's kind of a, a d bag, but he's it's coming from a good place, if that's possible. Yeah. So, hearing that there was going to be a Peacemaker spinoff, I wasn't super excited. I opted to to not hop on the the bandwagon when it first dropped and I was fine with that and then having not a whole lot to do this past week um, I went ahead and and turned it on and was pleasantly surprised um, it's actually very engaging mm-hmm. uh, I like all the characters and I'm particularly hooked by the theme song yeah which which the the first time you turn it on, you're you're honestly like, what what is this? And it's probably the only the only show that I binge that I don't skip the intro because I want to I want to watch I want to watch these goofy moves because those moves are done in the same vein that Cena does the Peacemaker. Yeah. They're goofy, they're ridiculous, but everyone doing them looks super sincere doing it. It's like, this is the job, and this is what we're going to do, yeah. and this is going to be awesome, and it's, it's super serious, and these moves are ridiculous, yeah. and it's just a lot of fun. And I, a few people, especially on Twitter and even on, were like, why, why isn't this, why isn't this a TikTok thing? Why isn't, yeah. where, where's the TikTok challenge for the Peacemaker theme? Because I would hop in on that. Oh, in yeah. a heartbeat ridiculous absolutely ridiculous but i would totally do it uh so i would too as long as i get to be eagle eagle yeah eagle so yeah that's my that's my that's my pam that's my that's my small appetizer that i have brought to the potluck is, nice. uh, is my recommendation for for Peacemaker. You, if, even if you don't think, even if you didn't like the character, if you don't think that it, it holds up, it's it's a very strong show. Um, and I forgot that I, I watched it through four and was ticked off that there were not more episodes because they're dropping those weekly. So I have yeah. to now go back because they just dropped episode five and I really want to watch that before some idiot online spoils it for me. Yeah, you really should. You really should. Yeah. Because I completely... 110% agree with you about everything because I saw Suicide Squad. I don't know if it's Suicide Squad or The Suicide Squad. I can't keep it's up. It's one of them. The 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 Cena, the Cena Squad. I don't know. But <laughs> either way, when I saw that movie, it, it, it I, I was like, meh. It was meh at most, right? So when Tech Guy suggested seeing it and watching it on um, on Disney Plus, um, excuse me, HBO Max, let me get that correct, HBO Max. Um, when he suggested watching it, I was just like, eh, it's nothing else on. That really was my attitude. And then <laughs> right? they had me at the intro. It was the, that was it for me. It was like the and everything you said about Cena was is so true because when he was when they were trying to make him like the white the rock, I was like, eh, this is not working for me. It's like you're not hardcore like that and you're you're not very arrogant. And then they tried to make up, you know, when he was the rapper. And then the soldier boy. And this is all going back to WWE for anybody who doesn't know what I'm talking about. 
Right. But, um, you know, he had all of these multiple personas. But when he kind of started opening himself up and being himself and being funny and goofy, I felt like that really shined through and made him unique as a character and and made him nuanced. And and I, I was very surprised how um, well-rounded these characters were. You know, they and and you can argue, yeah, it's different. You only got two hours to make a movie, but you have multiple episodes to to make you, you know, care about something on on television. And I would argue back that mm, the first two episodes of the of um, of the show had me kind of hooked. It, and that's way less than the movie runtime. And actually, the first episode had me gone with the wind. So I was just like. I really like this. It, it felt like I could relate more to these characters than I could before, you know? Yeah. So I was thoroughly impressed and I, that's a really good pick, uh, Pinda. So on, on my end, I think I was talking about, you know, that's definitely one of the ones that, you know, I'm like, got to get up and, and watch that on Thursday. But I'll tell you another one that surprised me. Um, that I'm really enjoying is the book of Boba Fett. And I think I touched on it in the last uh, podcast, but um, it seems to be getting way more interesting. And for some reason, this, uh, this last episode that I watched is spoiler alert, but we'll call it throwback Thursday. We, they got some throwback elements in there, but I didn't give a flying fluke about Boba Fett when the original star Wars came out. And honestly, you know, everybody kind of makes the Boba Fett like their their hero. He's so meta. And it's like he had like three lines in the whole original series or some craziness, whatever. But people make their heroes who they make them. But, me, you know, me getting the backstory of this character honestly made me kind of relate to him. And I like that they, you know, they do they do it in little like uh flashbacks and little bits and pieces. Like you'll see him as a child for a bit. But mostly it's right after the events of Return of the Jedi. <clears throat> so you can kind of say, hey, oh, okay, that's what happened to him. He didn't die. Because in um, anybody who hasn't seen The Mandalorian, um, spoiler alert, but okay, then I don't no, care. No, don't continue. I, I, I gonna, have zero intention of seeing it. So go knock I, yourself out. I was going to say, I don't care. It's been like a year. So <laughs> I feel no, like it has to be. Yourself. <laughs> it has the moratorium be, has passed you're good right right i was gonna say it has to be an expiration date on this but um boba fett makes an appearance on the mandalorian right so you kind of wonder like what happened to this dude how did he make it out of you know the little hundred thousand teeth belly creature from you know return of the jedi i don't know names i've never been good with names I don't even know real people's names. So don't even ask me what that creature's <laughs> name was. I just don't know, at me. Don't at me. I know Jabba the Hutt tried to push Luke Skywalker in there. Luke Skywalker did some parkour, kicked him, uh, you know, the <laughs> bubble fit in there and then ran off and became king of Moldor or something. But um, other than that, um, it's just so it's all true it's all true it's all true he was like you know laser jesus whatever but i was like (laughs) i i didn't give two poops about the you know boba fett when that was going on and then when you know i saw him on um 
you know, the Mandalorian, you know, other people were like, whoa, oh, snap, this is crazy. This is wild. And I'm like, who is this guy? He looks a little leathery, you know, I don't care. And then after that, then with him getting his own spinoff, I was kind of like, you know, they are really milking this Star Wars thing to the freaking bone. And I feel like that's yes. still true. But I, again, that was another series I was not enthused to watch, but surprisingly really good. I, I really enjoyed that. I kind of, I would say I enjoyed that even more than The Mandalorian because you know, the Mandalorian was okay. And the only thing that kept me coming back was, what's, what's his name? Grow, grow. But I always call him baby Yoda. Grugo, that guy. Anyway, <laughs> little, little baby Yoda. He was the one kept me coming back. He was so kawaii. Ooh. Yeah, I said it. So, so at me. <laughs> so, well, somebody had to. you know me the most productive of the bunch (laughs) sarcasm (laughs) but yeah that's definitely something that that um that i've been enjoying watching so far and i'm kind of you know kind of looking forward to um seeing what's next on um on that's going to be released next for the MCU on uh, Disney Plus. I haven't heard much about it. They dropped a little Secret Wars clip of Samuel Jackson with a little claw on his face. You know, that cat really tore him apart, man. I, why why do you take the patch off? Just leave the patch on. Ew. But ew, yeah. Yeah. Ew. yeah. That's like yeah, that does not make you, yeah, that doesn't make you look cooler, by the way. Just put the patch back on, dude. You know, put the patch back on. But um save us, yeah. save us all. Right, save us all. So, um, other than that, that's just kind of been the the routine. I've been keeping up with my true crime. We talked about that. Check out the last episode if you haven't already. Um, and been watching everything. And oh, there is another series, and I'm late to this, but I have been binge watching Broad City on Hulu. It's about two ladies in New York and. They are outrageous. If you like silly and slapstick and kind of a Seinfeld mixed with uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, just in a little raunch in there too, then you will enjoy it. It's, 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 it's kind of just really slapsticky and really silly. So Broad City is something that I am, I've been laughing out loud watching. One thing that's irritated me when I found out that it was coming out was how I met your father. I'm like, are you serious? So I was like forced to watch a, a trailer for it, or at least part of a trailer for it because I don't have a YouTube premium maximum, whatever they want you to pay for free videos crap. But since I don't have the free trial of that, I'm forced to watch all these stupid commercials. And between the Tubi commercial that comes on every two seconds on YouTube. Hey girl, hey girl. Anybody who's seen that commercial will understand what I'm saying. And the How I Met Your Father commercial, crap. I am one of those people I pay for YouTube premium because it's it's worth it for me to not see 80 million uh, uh, commercials for that sort of thing. So I, um, I don't realize 
how I think that's why I don't know what's coming out mm. until a studio approaches me. Hey, this is coming out because I I make it a point to not sit through commercials. Hmm. Um, You're part of so the problem. I don't, so I bet. Hey, hi, that's me. Because <laughs> I feel like if none of us paid, they wouldn't charge charge any of us. <laughs> What of my one of my cousins uh, had a family call and he said, "When it's free, you're the product, because mm-hmm. it's your information." So yeah. I, I I get that. It's like that's that's why I pay for stuff. Mm. I, I'm paying to not be a product, but at the same time, I I I only know about how I met your father because it's in the giant screening app for Hulu mm. uh, for press. And there are a bunch of episodes in there. And every time I pop into Hulu, it's like, yep, scroll. Because I'm, I'm uninterested. I, right. I watched How I Met Your Mother. It was a great show. I am not interested in revisiting. I, I'm not interested in watching a bunch of uh, late 20-somethings um, experience dating life for the first time. I just, I'm, I'm too old for it. I don't care. Uh, you will... <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you're so socially awkward and, uh, and 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 self-involved that dating is proving to be such a landmine because you find yourself attracted to garbage. I can't yeah. help that. <laughs> I cannot help that. I, you know, I, I I really wish some of those dating shows would have an older person in there that would give a little cut. This is why you don't date. This is this is why this is a red flag. Mm-hmm, they don't mm-hmm. have that. They only have each other feeding their own insecurities. Mm-hmm. And it just, it was it was fine when we were watching How I Met Your Mother. And I think in 2022, I, I guess it's because kids for the last two years have been so isolated mm-hmm. that some of them are actually missing out on how to date effectively. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So it's one of those, nope. Thanks for stopping by. Mm-hmm. Scroll. Yeah, exactly. That's a big swipe left it, for me. <laughs> it's like it's like the great philosopher Jay Z said, "I have ninety nine problems, but a <laughs> ain't one." It's true. Yeah. It's true. I can tell you. I can tell you. Um, it's by the time this this drops, um, this will be on. I believe it's Amazon. On Amazon Prime. Um, Lee Childs, Lee Child, Lee Childs. I'm going to look it up and then I'm going to remove all of that that says, I don't know what this man's name is. No, you have to leave that in. <laughs> okay, I'll leave it in. At least you didn't say I look it up quickly on my phone. <laughs> uh, Lee Child, oh, Lee Child, no S. So <laughs> Lee Child has a series of action. Mercenary action books. Mercenary action <laughs> uh, books? They're mercenary. So the character is Reacher. Um, Lee Child. Was, Lee Child is the name of the author. Oh, okay, gotcha. Sorry. That's, it's like, that word salad is inedible. <laughs> it was a chef salad. Don't, 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 don't belittle yourself. It was word chef salad. Mm, chef's kiss. Weird, some weird. <laughs> Some weird wedge salad. Um, uh, so there's a character um, written by the author Lee Child, and it's a whole series of books. And the character is Jack Reacher, Jack Reacher, former military, okay. um, former military guy, huge, big man. Um, when you read the books, I and I think I have the Killing Floor in Audible, so I know I've listened to it. 
um, because I, I sort of like those crazy action stories. Uh, but his, this is a big guy and, and this is, um, so they created a series. Um, people may remember that Tom Cruise thought he could um, play Jack Reacher. Uh. And, um, so there was a movie called, you know, I don't think it was Jack Reacher. It may have been called Reacher um, where Tom Cruise tried to play this character. And it's like, dude, I, I, I this is one of those cases. This is not about being the best actor for the job. You mm-hmm. actually need to be this guy because Jack, I think is six, four or six, five. He is, he is built like a brick wall. Uh. Um, and he's ex-military and has a bunch of money and, you know, he ends up getting involved in um, a, a, like a farm town, a shady farm town and, you know, corrupt politicians and, and the shady underbelly of, of small town life and, and yet big time doings that you expect from a larger city. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had an opportunity to watch all of those episodes. They gave us all episodes for that. And it was a lot of fun. So I am sort of giving that two thumbs up because like I said, by the time this drops, it will have at least one episode will have aired. Um, And it's called Reacher, right? It's called Reacher. And and it's on Amazon. It's going to be on Amazon prime. Okay, cool. Um, And it's, and it's a lot of, it's a lot of fun to watch. You know, it's, it's a nice deep, again, you're going to be hooked first two episodes. You know, you're, you're going to get to know everyone and Reacher's kind of, you know, we would we would we would call him on the spectrum now. Um, he's but he's he's very smart. Um, he's very meticulous. Um, you know he's a little distant and a little emotionless. Uh, okay, uh, but I think you. that also makes him good at his job. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's not like the crazy. He's not like a not crazy. That's not correct. It's not like like Temperance Brennan was portrayed like. Um, uh, on Bones, uh, that Fox aired. Maybe uh, it's been a really long time now since that's been off the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Tempe Brennan um, also had that sort of um, very smart way of going about things, but had no idea how to deal with people. And that so that was her big that that emotion block was her big stumbling block with making friends and and creating relationships. And I think Reacher's issue is that he just doesn't want to get close, not that he can't. Um, and it, it's a weird, I think we're, we're learning a lot, a lot about how people like that tend to operate. And it makes a lot of that older stuff like Bones look a little bit dated. Yeah. Right. Uh, but Reacher is really, really good. Uh, again, it's got a lot of action. There's, there's the Reacher. There's a strong black lead. Um, there's a strong female lead. I mean, there's a lot of really good leads and it's, it prepares propels the story along uh, rather well. And then something that may or may not be out, um, which you will like, it will be on, I think this will also be on Amazon. It's called Bug Out. It's What's a four that? part. Do- it's a four part documentary about this 2018 heist that happened at the Philadelphia Insectarium and Butterfly Pavilion, oh. where thousands of dollars of insects were stolen. That's a no for so, me. So we're not going to, but they're not going to focus on the bugs, but they're going to focus on the personalities and the investigation of how this unfold 
unfolded and what did or didn't happen. But it was, I didn't think I was going to like it. And I liked it because honestly, I had nothing else to watch last night. And I said. (laughs) You should have called me. I would have given you anything else. Bugs creep me out, dude. And I said, I don't, you know, it's like, might as well. And I, because I didn't realize it was actually a documentary. I thought it was some, I thought it was, I thought it was a, I thought it was like, just, we get a lot of shows from South America. um, As for that are, that are that are like crime procedurals mm-hmm. and they're I don't know they're they're like basing their their crime procedurals on US procedurals mm-hmm. but it but unfortunately it, it almost it's it's almost a parody it's a very sincere parody because they don't know why we do things they just know this is what they see us do and they're trying to mimic that and it looks ridiculous it looks so ridiculous <laughs> I, I can't well, I can't I can't even watch them for fun um but this is this one is this is an actual docuseries it's called bug out um if you can get past the bugs which again aren't featured but you do see them because these people that are a part of this insectarium really enjoy their jobs there there's educational programs where they take insects to classrooms and to schools and to outreach programs and they're like you know this is a this is a Mexican fire tarantula. Wow. Um, I never endangered. Knew. Wow. You know. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. I never knew insects were worth money. That's insane. Because they're they're some of them are worth money because um, they were they were they might be illegally brought in. They might be highly sought after. They might not be available in this country. So if you have some cash, maybe you can get a breeding pair of, you know some weird Australian walking sticks that you can then make your own baby walking sticks and then sell those out, sell those breeding pairs out. Because um, capitalism. So yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it, it was a very, it, it was a wild ride. The four episodes that I watched were, were a, a wild ride of, you know, you, you first, you set up your alliances and then those are shattered and then, those secondary expectations are shattered. And by the last episode, you're like, you don't even know what to believe because everything that you thought you knew gets tossed right out the window. Um, And then you're just, you're just angry at everybody, but it was really good. So, I mean, you're angry at everyone, but you're like, this is a really good show. So there. Oh, it's like Tiger King, but with bugs. I guess I I haven't seen Tiger King, so I will have to take your word for it. Yeah, Tiger King, you kind of hated all the people in the show. Like, no <laughs> one was a good person. You weren't necessarily rooting for anyone on there. You're and they all, all garbage hated people. Right, they were all garbage people and everybody hated everybody. Tiger King uh, Season 2 dropped, by the way, this year. So if anybody wants I, to I, check I, that out. I did hear that. I mm-hmm. did hear that. Yeah. And then <clears throat> one thing I want to recommend to you, too. And we may have mentioned this before, but I'm going to mention it again. I think that you would love it. It's, and it was on our true, I think we talked about it during our true crime episode. But check out Don't F With Cats. And when I say F, I mean, uh, yeah. So it's a really good movie about people, a person who filmed himself and put it on social media doing animal cruelty and the whole 
like Facebook community, social media community got together and started like a manhunt for this guy. And then, you know, not to give it away, he's way worse than you think, you know, like once they start peeling back the onion, uh, it's not that it's not just cats. <laughs> Let's put it that way. But I recommend that for you to watch. So if you watch Don't Fook with cats, I will watch Don't <laughs> Fook with bugs, okay? There we go. That sounds fair. That sounds, <laughs> we can make that happen. And we can compare notes. And It's called Bug Heist. Um, it's called Bug Out. Bug Out, okay. Or Monkey Heist, one or the other. But, uh, but, and, I, and I think it comes to uh, Amazon Prime. I think I wrote it down in, in March. Oh, it's not they so March. Us, oh, okay. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, they you always are. they always give us stuff. They always yeah. give. Yeah, I think it comes out like March. I think. I forgot. I was um, friends with a like legit reviewer, like Ebert and Roper. God rest their souls. <laughs> you know, like I can't. Nobody tell me I don't have friends in high places, baby. You know, that's right. We're the ones watching the the shows that no one else wants to watch. <laughs> but we are there. We are out there. Your bug out was really good. I and I wrote down Broad City too. Oh, oh yeah. there's someone my sister recommended. What's it called? It's a it's a it's a reality show about a about a black funeral home. Really? Give me a second. Black funeral home. Reality show. Because because and I and I'm and I'm and I'm mentioning it because, you know, some people know or some people don't want, I am looking into a second career as a mortician. You are currently doing that? Yes. Oh, okay. That is, I, uh, wow. That is, uh, yeah. Oh, well, yes. that's what I wanted to do, but there's a lot of math involved in mortuary science. <laughs> mm. So, and it requires a degree. So it's way down the line. Um, and, and then I found out that actually I, I have extended family that, um, that own funeral homes in the South. So oh my goodness. If it, you get in the business, that's like, like royalty. Yeah. You made baby. Now people don't seem to understand that. Like it can be a morbid thing to talk about, but it's so exclusive, uh, being morticians and funeral homes and being funeral home directors. Yes. They're yes. so exclusive that you have to know somebody to even be yes. able to apprentice with these people because it's a money maker i mean unfortunately we're all going to cash that check you know that 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 That's money right. in the bank was put in the in the bank when we were born and eventually we got to cash that check you don't know when and it's always going to be a is certain professions are going to always be sought after you know, because that's correct it's always going to need to be done and that mortuary science is definitely one of them and if you can it's, get it, yeah, it's if you get in with one, I'm sorry. <laughs> if you get in with one of those, then we'll probably never see each other again because you'll be a rich celebrity. That's nah, mm. no, mm. no, not no. There's, I, I, I'll say this: uh, black funeral homes are are one of the, they're they're they may be the only source of generational wealth. Yeah. For black Americans, I is, will say that is black-owned funeral homes uh, because they do tend to stay in the family, um, and and those that aren't gobbled up by larger conglomerates, as that happens with a lot of smaller funeral homes, mm -hmm. um, um, 
if they if they can stay independent, then it's a it's it's a good thing. But the show, the reality show, is called Buried by the Bernards. Buried by the Bernards, and that's a reality it's a, show. It's a reality show. It's on Netflix. Is it? Um, it's okay. on Netflix. It is a black-owned, family-operated funeral home in Memphis. So the Furious Chronicles, the day-to-day of the funeral home operations and the shenanigans of the family that operates it. So oh. my sister watched it and she told me about it and I haven't had a chance to to tune into it. But uh, yeah. I'm going to be honest I'm, with you. You're going to need to, after the show, your, your episode, you're going to need to text that to me because I'm kind of fuzzy navelled right now. So I'm not going <laughs> to remember. Fair, completely fair. But I do want to see that because it sounds really interesting. And wow, you just blew a bombshell out here for the whole audience, you know, because yeah, the funeral homes and funeral home ownership, especially with bl- black individuals, that is a really good point. That's probably one of the oldest and only undisrupted opportunities for generational wealth for the African-American community, yep. you know? And it's, it's like, not, it's not, it's not dealerships. It's certain it's not farming. Lord knows mm-mm. it's not farming, <laughs> but everybody, <laughs> but yeah, you're right. Everyone punches that ticket. And yeah. you know, if you, you, you couldn't be, you know, back in the day, you couldn't be, you couldn't be buried in certain cemeteries and certain funeral homes would not, uh, would not tend to you, but you could be tended to within your own community. And mm-hmm. that's how those sprung up. You know, there, I can think of, three in the city of Detroit that are going strong. And I remember mm-hmm. there, you know, you, when you go to a black church, you know, their flyers are on every single fan. <laughs> it's on the back of every single brochure. We're going to have uh, to get, we're going to have to do an episode though, about, you know, things, things we, we know, you know, that everybody don't know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And oh, when we could tie it into TV shows and movies and stuff like that, but you're absolutely right. Because, you know, for our audience, it's super diverse. And, you know, it, I, I always want to take the opportunity because, you know, even though we are Freuleins, we are Freuleins, the black, you know, That's right. I don't know how you say that, the black beauty Freuleins. So, you know, I would love to do an episode. Matter of fact, February is coming up. You know what that means. Let's rock out Black History Month. There we go. <laughs> we'll talk about the Black experience, especially the Detroiter Black experience, because mm-hmm. even that sometimes, you know, we can like, uh, like, do you remember the swimmobile type of thing? Oh, the swimmobile. What about the uh, the blue pigs? Let's, no, don't, uh-uh, don't play with me. Okay, so we're going to do... <laughs> The black experience in media. Yep, there we go. The black experience in media and then and then our own experiences. So y'all stick around because February is gonna be lit. It's gonna be lit. And we're we're both writing it down. So come February, like, what were we gonna talk about? Exactly, because I wrote it on the back of the page on my notebook, and the notebook flips like it's a legal pad. So if I don't flip it, then I'm not gonna remember what we were talking about. So this recording will be the only record of the things that we discussed. So <laughs> that's right. this episode, like as we said, it's a little different. <laughs> Retreating so, yeah, like so, a memo. <laughs> the to-do list. Right. That we'll put on the back of a, a receipt. Yeah. And lose so, it yeah. forever. So when we, <laughs> so, so yeah, there's that. 
I'm I'm looking forward to tuning into Buried by the Bernards and and uh, and then looking into future stuff down the line. So. Sounds good. Sounds good. Hey, we managed to pull some stuff together with our little potluck hodgepodge so. episode, you know. And when we talk about stuff that's new, I think um, for our new news, this was kind of the new news. Uh, we kind of threw our new stuff, news. Yeah, the stuff we were watching, the stuff we we're enjoying currently, um, and our life experience. We managed to sprinkle a little of that in there too, you know. So I'm super pleased with today's episode. And indeed. It, it indeed super hot. Love it. Always have fun. Even even when I'm a train wreck, I feel like it's a beautiful train wreck. Like the flowers just, you know, like fling into a beautiful sunshine rainbow wall. So it's, <laughs> they, it, they they wave as we derail. They wave and little the animals smiles. start jumping across the, the corpses and all of that beautiful stuff because it's beautiful. <laughs> and a little flying plastic bag because American beauty, anything beautiful, right? That's so right. <laughs> I'd like to thank everyone for joining us today, me and Penda. And I also want to give a special, special, special thanks to Penda because Penda what? is, yes, I, I feel like I should say it every episode, but I definitely want to throw it out there. Penda is not only a super rocking hot fox, and I mean foxy, baby, and also a fox with ears and tails, but you're drunk. She, you're yes so yes yes this is drunk girl talk like i love you man but you <laughs> are right. we should we should be in a we should be in a, in a public restroom crying into the sink it's yes. like uh, all of the hard work you've done but seriously everyone this is not only super pinda she's also our producer she makes sure that the stuff gets out so i just wanted on the record that she is an amazing human being and these fuzzled, fuzzy navels are starting to hit, and they're hitting different. Well, thank you, drunk cat. Oh, you are I will, treasure, I will treasure your words always. And meow. So, <laughs> so I think that this was a super wonderful way to end today's episode. And what's hot? We can check on out. And you know what to do. Thank you all for listening to us. And until next time, Pikachu. I don't know. Still haven't figured that part out yet. Fan service with Cat and Penda is produced by our own we selves, Cat and Penda. If you like what you hear, you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform so other cool people can find us. If you love what you hear, you can support us for as little as 99 cents a month. You can find us on Twitter at Cat and Penda. And leave us a voicemail message at the link below. Feel free to drop us a line at catandpendafanservice at gmail.com. But if you hate us, you can still do all of the same things, but maybe quietly and to yourself. Thanks for listening. Catch you next time. Yay! <laughs>